0: what is up everyone welcome to adc sports dallas prime time tonight we will be talking about the three free agents that are flying under the radar for dallas cowboys a lot of places people are talking about Jaron kears keanu neal Leighton vanderich all of the free agents that we already know about and i wanted to dive into maybe a little bit of this under the radar guys that i also believe are were very important for the dallas cowboys in 2021 and it is in the interest of the team to maybe stick them uh, stick with them so we'll talk about that throughout tonight's show we will also get into some a little bit of comp picks conversation and ask every tuesday it is random thought tuesday here on adc sports dallas prime time so make sure you start thinking about that random thought, because I will ask for you guys about that. What is up, Bruce? Got the use over at YouTube. Sam Monroe, thank you for being here as well. Let's start the show officially. Guys, please hit the like button, share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Without further ado, let's start the show officially right away. Here we go. Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire 2021 offseason, 2022, excuse me, offseason. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content, or Mavericks content, you can check that out over there. And tonight on the show, we will talk about three relevant free agents that are flying a little bit under the radar. I'm talking about some players that, you know what? Really, I think we have not talked about them three enough. And you can guess one of them because he's there in your screens right now. Shout out to the podcast audience. They maybe are living a little bit in a mystery Yet if they're, if they're listening to this on audio only, but yeah, three free agent guys, three cowboys that are set to be free agents that are flying a little bit under the radar. We'll talk about that tonight. First, let me shout out some of you guys in the chat. What is up, Dallas Young? What is up, Peter so Stevie Mac, thank you for being here. As always, reminding people to smash that thumbs up and of course, share the stream. Mo kicking off a banger of a show. This is Ryan Doyle. Thank you. I appreciate it. Lumen, what is up? Chuck, uh, Iceberg, saying bring back Brent Irvin. So I will jump right ahead to free agent number one that, in my opinion, is flying under the radar. What is up, Johnny? Glenn, thank you for being here in tonight's show. Brent Irvin, I think he's the player that might be flying the most under the radar, if you take a look at the Cowboys' defensive tackles and the snap counts, and we will talk a lot about snap counts today, because I think that even if you are talking about you know statistics and all of that, maybe some players do not jump right out of the page right away. But when you take a look at snap counts, you, you start to understand, in my opinion, how important they are to the Cowboys or, or to any specific NFL team, even when they are not playing great football, even if they're playing poorly, to me, snap counts are always relevant because he talks to you about the void that they would leave in any given defense. And in the case of Brent Urban, you're talking about a guy that finished the season at about 14% of defensive snaps, of course, because of his season-ending Triceps injury. We didn't know it was going to be a season-ending injury right away, but soon enough, his wife uh, shared with us on Twitter. Remember that in case you you, you guys didn't uh, remember that he was actually the one who broke the news, and she talked about Brent Urban getting sur- season-ending surgery. Brent Urban was fighting hard to come back into the playing field, but it didn't end up happening for the Cowboys' defensive tackle. However, Through those first six weeks of the season, Brent Urban was playing 40% of the snaps. That's the average uh, participation that Brent Urban had on his Cowboys, on this Cowboys defense. And I think we kind of overlooked that a little bit. And you take a look at some other snap counts at the defensive tackle position. And, of course, you're talking about Justin Hamilton playing in in about 20% of the snaps, filling in for guys mostly I think that was more – More than anything, Justin Hamilton's role. I like Hamilton, by the way. But I think Brent Irvin was more important throughout those first six weeks of the season. And I for sure would like Brent Irvin back. We know what kind of defensive tackle he is. He is this player that is an anchor for the run defense. He finished 2020 as as one of the best run stoppers in the NFL, according to PFF. Maybe that didn't translate, that fully translated into the pff numbers to start 2021 but hey he was he was playing good for the cowboys he was playing quite well i say it actually might be brian anger This johnny lopez uh, johnny lopez talking about the players that might be flying under the radar hey i didn't include him on my top three list but i think that's another free agent that you might be talking about him uh in that context right in that context of being under the radar and free agents that you need back, I agree with Johnny Ryan Anger. You need to you need to bring him back now. Resign or replace Brent Irvin? What what would you say? Exotic says replace right away. Exotic knew what the question was before I put it out on the chat. What do you guys think, Brent Irvin? Resign or replace? Iceberg asking. Shoot, is anger a free agent? He is actually. He is said to hit free agency. Surely, I believe the Cowboys will find a way to keep him around. Gregory is saying, "Please bring back Durrance Armstrong." Please, uh, C. Brolson disagrees with what I just said with the Ryan anger conversation. C says, "I don't think that we can keep anger. He is an old pro and might want that back." He's an all-pro. He was in the Pro Bowl, and a lot of noise was around uh, Brian Anger. So you know he will be looked at by different teams. My guess right now would be he makes it to free agency, fields some offers, and the Cowboys end up keeping him. Hopefully, that's what happens. Dallas Junk says, Irvin is solid, but I think we could find a similar player in free agency. So I will say replace. Let's see. Uh, some of your guys... Answers. Stevie Max says, replace. Replace says, uh Samuel Rose says, re Wow. Actually, I was expecting more re answers for Brent Irvin. Lenatic says, re sign. He is coming off an injury, so he should be cheap. Whew. <laughs> Felipe, Felipe is spot on with this one We we really don't do free agency <laughs> Says Felipe over there at Facebook That's something that we, we shouldn't forget maybe But yeah, hey, Brent Irvin One of those players that I believe might be flying under the radar And I would re-sign him I also think he maybe wouldn't be the most expensive free agent of all I agree with Felipe. The Cowboys don't really do free agency, as ironic as it may sound when we're discussing a player that was signed in free agency. I don't know how many players are out there that you can feel that they are not great over Brent Irvin in terms of market value. Like if you want to bring in a defensive tackle more or less with the price tag that Brent Irvin came in with, I don't know that there are many of those out there, so I will say resign for Brent Irvin. Now, my number two player, and hey, these are actually defensive linemen. We I think we have not talked about this enough. And also, just a small parenthesis, man, Stevie Mack just mentioned something that was quite crazy. Shout out to Tony Pollard for liking Sky's IG post today. Sky posted something on TikTok and it's a real TikTok sorry I don't that's one of those things that makes me look like a boomer even at 22 years old I get confused with the reels and slash TikTok terminology anyways after that parenthesis within a parenthesis he he put out a TikTok reacting to the hiring of Robert Prince in which Sky says something like and I I will paraphrase because I don't remember the exact words, but Sky says something like, Why don't you bring someone that that is going to get Tony Pollard more snaps instead of just three to four snaps and lose the football game? And Tony Pollard liked that on the ADC Sports Dallas IG account. In case you wanna you wanna check that out, you, you can still see it, I believe, over there in the in the Instagram account. So that was something. I'm pretty sure that Sky will touch on this topic tomorrow morning. So make sure you guys tune in to the ADC Sports Dallas morning show tomorrow because that's going to be uh, quite interesting. And, And usually we make a lot maybe out of players hitting the like button on certain articles or tweets, things like that. But that was definitely something. So... Iceberg says, replays with what, though? And that is a super fair, you know, answer. But just like maybe a bit of a prediction there in the, in the comments. What is up, Kenneth Fraser? Thank you for tuning in to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. All right. So having said that, let's close out that parenthesis. And let's get to the number two, number two free agent that is flying under the radar, in my opinion. And someone already mentioned him, actually. But Duran Armstrong. How come we are not talking about the fact that drums Armstrong played in 44% of the Dallas Cowboys defensive snaps? And not only that, but put that into perspective. So Randy Gregory, we all know, missed some time. He wasn't able to play the full season. Uh, he, he ended up playing, was it 12 games? I believe this season, 12 games, I believe is the correct number. But even even in spite of that, I'm actually surprised that Randy Gregory ended the season with a lower snap count than Durant Armstrong. And I was surprised by that because I would have thought that maybe the fact that Randy Gregory was considered more of a full-time starter was going to end up with a higher snap count or at least tied. But it was 44% to Randy's 37%. Durant Armstrong, had one less sack than 94, says Lunatic. Wow. Exactly. Armstrong was actually quite underrated. And I think something that, and, and we discussed it on prime time, but maybe not as much. Armstrong was sort of a hybrid player on Dan Queen's defense as well. And Queen didn't shy away from using 92 to drop back into coverage and take the flats or the curl zones. Or just like those underneath zones from time to time. He was not afraid to use Durant Armstrong as this mucked up sort of linebacker look. And of course, he's a defensive end. Don't get me wrong. But we, we saw Durant Armstrong in those A-gaps. mugged up. threatening with the blitz. And then sometimes rushing the passer. And sometimes dropping back into coverage. So Dan Quinn, I believe, likes Armstrong quite a bit. And it seems like he might be this underrated player. And that show that we had Sky on, or, or I, don't, I don't remember if this was, yeah, this was on primetime because we had the crossovers a few weeks ago. And I couldn't remember if it was in the morning show or in the primetime show. But no, nah, it, was, it was here when Sky and I were discussing some of these free agents. And actually kind of my prediction was that maybe Armstrong ends up getting paid more than we expect him to be paid. And I'm talking about elsewhere. Hopefully the Dallas Cowboys are able to stay with him. Uh, the question, of course, for you guys in the chat is the same one. Dronch Armstrong, is he a re-sign or is he a replace kind of player? What do you guys think? To me, it's a surefire re-sign. Kenneth Fraser says over at Facebook, shout out to the Facebook audience. He was underrated for sure. Uh, Armstrong had a great 2021 season says Gregory Cowboys can fan podcast what is up says Armstrong also doesn't get penalties that may you want to smash your head on a table like 94 man that Trent Williams I was watching a lot of Trent Williams tape the other day and at least I'm not that upset about those 49ers penalties anymore because that little thing that he does with the leg and he has been doing so since week one of the regular season I I still don't know if that is just like a loophole in the false start rule or why isn't, isn't he called for that that slight leg movement that he does before the snap but yeah and then there was the what was it was it the what game was it with the unnecessary roughness penalties and all of that? That was frustrating. Resigns Sainz Kenneth Fraser. Samuel says replace one year wonder. Oh, interesting. City Max says depends on the price. But if they cut the law definitely bring Durant Armstrong back. I am blown away, by the way, just a small parenthesis. I am blown away by the Lawrence rumors that are going around on social media and maybe some, some, you know, people are talking about this. People are talking about letting Lawrence go. And that is something that I just cannot get behind. Thank you to Jay Cena who is asking people to hit the like button uh, using another adjective before the like button. But hey, I'm not going to say that word. However, thank you to Jay Cena, I appreciate it. Kenneth Fraser says, "Resign." Lumen says, "I'm on the fence again." Hey, that is valid. It, that is definitely valid. Let's see. Replaces Alonso Soriano. What is up? Resign immediately. Cowboys can fan podcast resign, but we can't afford. That is more or less how I feel about Armstrong right now. But now the number three guy, and you might be thinking, Mo is not about to. To mention a third defensive lineman. That wouldn't be ethical, maybe. Mo will not go with a defensive lineman again. But I will. <laughs> I will. Because I think that Carlos Watkins is a player that is also flying under the radar. And I feel like we're not talking enough about him either. Carlos Watkins, is he a re-sign or a replace player for you? He got into... Oh, yes, I agree with the re-sign, Kenneth, by the way. Kenneth is asking if I agree with the Dorrance Armstrong thing. I agree with the re-sign, but I don't believe... Like, right now, I would guess, my guess would be, my educated prediction would be that he ended up signing elsewhere for more money than we would expect him to sign with, with the Cowboys. Now, Watkins played in 38% of the team's naps. And we like to, to talk a lot about if they play one technique or three technique. I would forget about that with Carlos Watkins because even though he played primarily as a one technique, he also showed a lot of versatility and he showed that he can play in both places, in both defensive tackle spots. Uh, replace, but shout out to Watkins, says TV Mac for surprising all of us and playing decent. Gregory says, re sign, replace Carlos. These are tough, Mo says, Iceberg. They are tough, they are tough. And I'm actually surprised that we have not talked about this yet. And the reason why we have not talked about these guys is that the Cowboys have a top heavy free agency class. And we're thinking about the bigger names. We're thinking about the Monte Casey, Jaron Kears. And we, we kind of forgot about those players across the defensive line that are going to be important. Because, hey, we, we were mentioning Durant Armstrong, who played in 44% of the snaps. Carlos Watkins, 38%. And Irvin, while he was healthy, played in over 40% of the snaps. So these three players, uh, at least, if, you know, Brent Irvin might be the exception because of his injury, but if you extend those numbers throughout the regular season, these guys were in for four out of ten plays on defense. These guys are important. So I will say, I will say re I'm all for bringing back Carlos Watkins. I was impressed by him. I, well, I had my doubts. When the Cowboys had signed him on the roster, I wasn't sure about him making the roster, but he ended up not only doing that, but also earning a starter job right away at the beginning of the season. He was a starter for the Cowboys, and I believe that he is a very cost effective player. I think that you can bring him back without signing him to a multi year deal or anything like that, and he would. He would help the Cowboys out a lot. Stevie Max's replays. Oh, I I think I had already read that comment. Uh, Felipe says, where are you from? I am from Mexico. Thank you for asking. Lawrence and Cooper, says Chevy, should restructure their contracts to stay in Dallas. What do you think? I've been an advocate for restructuring Cooper's contract for a while here on primetime, right after the season ended. I don't see, and this is my take, of course, I don't see how moving on from Murray Cooper makes sense. Sure, it opens up some, some space in the salary cap, but you're still taking a step backwards, I believe, on offense, and a huge step backwards, by the way. And with Lawrence, it might work too. I'm all for restructuring Lawrence as well. I believe that, hey, do I have those numbers here? Uh, let me see if I can find them real quick. No, I deleted that that overlay. But we discussed this a few weeks ago. And I, I was on the same page as Chevy. Like, I am all for restructuring those guys. I know that we're talking about players maybe moving on from, from, from those... Well, not... Nah, Moving on is not the correct term. I know that we've talked about these players opening so much space in the Cowboys salary cap. But the fact that you're taking a couple of steps backwards is what I don't get. So I, I would definitely consider restructuring their contracts. And we did mention the numbers, right? If you cut Amari Cooper, you open up $16 million in the salary cap space. And according to overthecap.com, if you restructure his deal, you open up about $12 million. So I don't know, I put things in a balance and I say Amari Cooper is going to be 28 years old in 2022. And the difference between cutting him and restructuring his contract is about $4 million less than if you cut him. And of course, the fact that you are making a long-term commitment with the player. But I'm all for it because I believe in Amari Cooper long-term. I do. So there's that. If you're already considering getting rid of Cooper and D-Law, why push more money down the road? And this is a fair question from Dallas Jung. But I think that that considering is more than anything from a financial standpoint, I don't think that you are considering moving on from these guys because of level of play. At least that's what I think the Cowboys mindset is right now. Because sure, I know that Lawrence gets some hate and Cooper even gets some hate from Cowboys Nation, but who doesn't? (laughs) Who doesn't get some hate within the Dallas Cowboys? Do you guys think I am misreading the whole situation? I think that the conversation about moving on from these players is more than anything financial and not really about their level of play. So that is why I would consider pushing more money down the road. I think that Amari Cooper is a player that the Cowboys should trust in the long term. And I feel similarly about, about DeMarcus Lawrence. I think they should do long-term with Amari Cooper, says Kenneth Fraser. Guru says, Amari is a good player, not a great one, not one that takes over and and gives difficulty to elite cover cornerbacks. Key challenge, says Guru, is Lamb stepping up as a lead wide receiver, Gallup recovering per ACL, and the team retaining Wilson. I don't think that Gallup and Wilson stay, and I think that for you to keep, uh, I mean, at the same time and I think that for Gallup to stay you also maybe do need to maybe move on from Amari Cooper or something like that I don't see the Cowboys starting tree coming back though in 2022 like I would assume that at least one of those three is going to be gone so I agree with Guru that is quite the challenge for the Dallas Cowboys I will tell you what I want from Lamp I don't I don't know if I need him to step up as the lead wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. But what I want the most is for maybe to play Lamp a little bit more in the slot because he has been so effective effective when playing inside. And conventional wisdom maybe tells you to play your best wide receivers on the outside but also, you take a look at what some teams are doing around the league. And hey, even the Rams are an example of that. And I'm not saying that Lamp is, compares maybe to Cooper Cup because their play styles are different. But you can have an inside receiver that is your number two guy or even your number one guy. Because, for example, with Cooper Cup, I would say that he's the number one guy in the Rams offense in terms of pass catchers. So, I don't know, there's that. Thank you, Noah, for your donation. I appreciate it. Thank you for that. And shout out to Noah Simmons, who is watching over here on YouTube. Thank you for being here. Uh, Cooper says Barry is 27. He will be 28 by by the time the season starts and a big part of our offense. His production is dependent upon the quarterback and the offensive coordinator so lay the blame there, not on Coop. And this is something that I can get behind. I agree with Barry on that. I, I I agree with him in that strongly. City should be played for more for sure and use him on the outside, says Kenneth Fraser. Jay says Cooper is a beast, not his fault. The offensive line sucked. And as you guys know, there is a lot of blame to throw around because the truth of The truth is that a lot of things went wrong for the Cowboys offense. So yeah, anyways, those three were my three under the radar free agents, Carlos Watkins, Dronce Armstrong, and of course, Brent Irvin. And before I leave you tonight, just two more topics real quick. Someone asked about compensatory picks. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. And that question stayed in the back of my mind. So I really just wanted to mention it today. Uh, The Cowboys are projected to have one compensatory pick, and it's a fifth rounder according to OverTheCap.com. They're going to get that pick because of Andy Dalton. And of course, OverTheCap only puts out a projection. The official compensatory picks are not announced until weeks before the NFL draft. But the Cowboys are projected to have a fifth-round compensatory pick. Remember, uh, those are always important. Maybe not as much as, as some people would say because some people really overrate comp picks because some people want personnel decisions to be made around comp picks. And that is something that I personally do not like. I think that you need to look at this as what they are. They're compensatory. They are extra to call it some way. So yeah, there's that. And I think that was important. I wanted to show you a picture though. Before we get to Random Thought Tuesday. But yeah, the red rifle. <laughs> the red rifle always given. <laughs> if it's not interceptions, it's compix. <laughs> Says Cowboys Can Fan. That is, that is a good comment. That's better than nothing says Kenneth Fraser. Yeah, that question was in the back of my mind and I looked it up today and I just wanted to to bring that up with you guys. So, random thought Tuesday. Think about that. What is your Cowboys random thought of the week? I'm putting the question right now on the Facebook chat and the YouTube chat. Your random thought of the week. It can be Anything related to the Dallas Cowboys. And while you think of yours, here is mine. 2022, I don't know if things will change. I don't know if we will see the Cowboys get past the wildcard round, even less if they will get to the NFC Championship game. But I do know this. It is all pointing toward them wearing this. The alternate jerseys. Because if you guys remember, 2022 is a year in which the NFL is bringing back alternate helmets. And that is my random thought of the week, just seeing these bad boys back. I, I love those uniforms. I think I could even say they're my number two uniforms. What do you guys think? Let me know in the chat which are your favorite uniforms as well for the Dallas Cowboys. Because I love the white helmet. And I love the classic look and maybe it has to do with the fact that I'm 22 years old and maybe like these are the first Cowboys that I, this is the first generation that I got to see like the Tony Ramos. And of course in 2010, I was, I was 11 years old when Des Bryant got into the NFL. So I don't know, these uniforms mean a lot to me. I think these are, One of my favorites. I think that my favorites are the white jerseys. But I think these are a close second. So, some random thoughts. Iceberg says, more West Coast system on offense and give the Air Coriel the boot. Hmm. That is something that I can also get behind. Here is what I don't fully like, though. I don't fully like that the Cowboys should be having these maybe more... Maybe more mixed variation of Coriel and West Coast, because even though we like to put labels into these concepts, you take a look at most of the teams around the NFL and things are all blended together nowadays. I don't think that a lot of teams are really married to any of these schemes. It's just more of a combination of both. Will Moore and McCarthy remember how to use a running back and running back two since Bruce got the use? That is a random thought. Maybe not as random, but because, because this feels like one of the top complaints. I'm kidding, but uh, ah, hopefully they do. And hopefully they figure out who their true running back one is. That is another valid question, I believe. I want a blackout uniform, says TV Mac. I would like a blackout uniform for the Cowboys as well. Kenneth Fraser says, I think that we should keep most of our players and just get their offense and defense on point. And I would love to see those uniforms. The 94 jersey is the best, says Iceberg. Definitely one of the top ones. Random thought, will will we finally close those Sun curtains at AT AT&T Stadium? Well, if we are basing our answers on what Jerry Jones has actually told us, then no. (laughs) Then the answer is a straight up no to that question. Because he he was asked about the curtains and he just dismissed it already. Jerry Jones is selling us loyal fans out. He and his son are not really serious about winning the championship, says Team Hall. No way that it takes 26 plus years for the most powerful owner in pro football. I've always had a lot of thoughts regarding the, the Jerry Jones doesn't really want to win conversation. I will save those for another, for another show. But man, Tim, I can get behind your frustration though. America don't have a team, this is Lumen. Now keep in mind, Lumen is a Titans fan and this is a sensitive subject around Cowboys Nation. I've always thought that the conversation about the Cowboys no longer being America's team has always been misplaced, the conversation, because being America's team has never been about, I mean, maybe back in those championship days, but it's been more about popularity always and not really... Not really about winning lately, right? And I think that when, when a Cowboys fan, this is what I this is what I want to get to. I'm sorry for thinking out loud. When a Cowboys fan says we are America's team, we don't necessarily mean we are the best team in the NFL. We just mean it from what it means in terms of the fan base. The fact that it is one of the most popular, if not the well most popular team in, in the NFL, the most valuable franchise in sports, and all of that. Uh, let's see. Would the NFL be better, says Dallas John. Random thought. Would the NFL be better off with a draft lottery, kind of like, like the NBA? Also prevents teams from tanking. I've never gotten behind the idea of the draft lottery. But that question, I will put that up in the air for more people to, to discuss because it is a fair question. I've never gotten behind that idea. I've always liked the top, the worst team getting the number one draft pick and all of that. And I think that the, the NFL has a good recipe for priority in and you see it with the playoff teams that with the teams that make the playoffs every year. When will the Cowboys... Oh, I like this one. I like this one from Cowboys, Can fan. When will the Cowboys first host a home game in Mexico City? Jerry Jones talked about this, I think it was around December, was it? Or, or early in January. We actually brought this up on primetime. He did say that he was open to it. So that was, that was big, I believe. He did say that it was not going to happen in 2022. There are some rumors out there that the 49ers are coming to Mexico City in 2022. But man, I would love to see the Cowboys here in Mexico City. And I've shared this fact a lot of times here on Primetime, but I will do it once again. The highest attendance game in the history of the NFL, including postseason Super Bowls, all of it is a preseason game between the Cowboys and the Houston Oilers that took place in Mexico City. A preseason game. And that is the NFL record for the highest attendance in the history of the game. And I think it's a one hundred, twelve thousand, seven hundred and something, something like that. Mo, I'm glad that you said you're 22 and I gave this channel a chance. You actually know your stuff even though you look 15. Says Bruce, hey, I appreciate it. I really do. Sometimes people just look at at someone, think they're young and then just move on, right? But hey, Bruce, I appreciate you giving the chance, right? Let's see. Let's see just one more random thought and then we can move on from tonight's show. I agree with him, Mauricio. For really, for being the most powerful owner, you think Jerry would have won way more championships than we have now? Says Kenneth Fraser. And finally, Dallas Junk says we played the Jags this year. Hopefully, we go across the pond and play. Now, oh, yeah, actually, that that happened when 2014, Cowboys and Jaguars playing in London. Anyways, guys. Thank you for tuning in to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I will let I will let you go. Hope you have a great Tuesday night. I will see you tomorrow and on Thursday. On Thursday, when we have the final show of the week, we will for sure discuss the Super Bowl 56. And maybe we talk about some prop bets. Maybe we talk about some of that stuff. And I will see you tomorrow night here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. As always, make sure you check out adcsports.com for more Cowboys articles, more Mavericks articles as well, including over there. Team Hardaway Jr.'s injury has led to the rise of these two Maps players. Defensive coordinator Dan Quinn never intended to leave this offseason. The the plan, the offseason plan for Micah Parsons. You can also read that over there at adcsports.com/dallas. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Dallas Junk says this was an entertaining show. Thank you. I appreciate it. I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Have a good one, guys.